Hello there, and welcome to the Starts MMA Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and we're here with our other host, Big Z. And we are the Z's, and we are about to talk your ear off about some mixed martial arts, some UFC, and some fucking bullshit. It is time. We've been hoping to do a pod together for a long time, and we have arrived. We're finally doing it, dude. This this could go off the rails, uh, and yeah, I'm very, excited. Very I'm quickly. Very excited to go off the rails. Yeah, same. So basically, every week, we're going to come to you fine people, whomever you may be. We're going to talk about the UFC. We're going to talk about things that happen in the fight world every week. We'll give you preview shows. We'll give you post-fight shows. We'll give you some picks. Don't, you know, take don't take our word for it, but... It's going to be a great time. All right. So, intros are weird. We are going to start off with some fight announcements coming up for the calendar year of 2024. We've got some big pay-per-views coming up. 297, 298, 299, and of course, UFC 300, which will be in April. And uh, just the other night, Dana took to the Twitter machine in the middle of the evening to sauce up some fight announcement for us and we've got a couple of big fights in the lightweight division big z yes we do a, go ahead a couple of big ones at 155 two two five round fights that are absolutely going to be fucking excellent do we know if Oliveira versus sarukian is a five round fight i feel like i saw that it was oh, okay i know that Poirier versus bsd is and this is a great way to announce these fights this is fantastic <laughs> but uh yeah we've got charles Oliveira versus armin sarukian in what dana has called a uh number one contender fight uh at ufc 300 that, that fight just fucking rules it's so good um and i think the winner of that fight deservedly uh would get a title shot even though what's Justin Gaethje doing? Because I feel like he also deserves a title shot. Yeah, uh, it's a shark tank, and it always is. Yeah. Um, so I, f- I feel like Gaethje's in line there, but yeah. it's just uh, we don't even know what the champion's doing right now. Dana That's himself true. said that he's on the sidelines for a little bit. Right. And we've got Ramadan coming up anyway, so he wouldn't be fighting for the, that couple of months. But the UFC 155-pound division will forever be the most challenging division to discuss. It's the best division in the sport, easily. So, yeah, so the first fight is at 300, and that's Charles versus Sarukian, and it is going to be absolutely fucking off the chain. We don't know a lot of the 300 card yet, but as it gets announced, we'll be uh, prepared to hype up some of those fights. Yes, sir. And then the other one for UFC 299 in March... We got a five rounder, and this is going to be. We've got uh, Dustin Poirier versus Benoit Saint Denis, uh, a somewhat newcomer to the UFC, but has just come on so strong uh, at 155. This fight, again, is just awesome. This one's at, I don't know if you said it, this one's at UFC 299. Uh, interesting matchmaking. Uh, obviously, a dope fight, but Poirier is like number three in the rankings, and BSD is like number 12. You don't see that very often uh, in the rankings, especially at 155. So I, I commend Dustin Poirier for taking this fight, but it's also going to be just sick. So I'm looking forward to that one a lot. 
Long live the violence at 55. Correct. I think both of these fights getting announced the other night, waking up, seeing that news is just, you you know you're in for, it's going to be a great year. You know you're in for absolute carnage in that cage. We've got some big, big fights coming up in, in the lightweight division here. We had another fight announcement recently uh, that wasn't, was wasn't quite the same. It wasn't uh, Dana taking to Twitter. It was uh, one Conor McGregor himself taking to Twitter. I think you've heard of him, Zach. Conor McGregor, guy? maybe a likely story. Yeah. So Conor McGregor puts out this weird video on Twitter announcing his next fight. Uh, first of all, I've got to say these like videos that Conor tweets and the the sound bites or whatever with the the blue background are they're gems. They're fantastic. They're so funny. Like, come a little closer. I'm the opponent, Michael Chandler. And the weight, Mr. Chandler, 185 pounds. <laughs> okay, anyway. But so Connor announces that he's fighting Michael Chandler uh, in June at International Fight Week uh, at 185 pounds, which I thought was weird. Uh, I hate that. I hope that's not true, but part of me also is not sure if I should believe Connor or not because it's Connor. Um, anyway, but that fight is just awesome. I hope maybe they end up bringing it down to 170, but overall that fight rules. I feel like the UFC is fully prepared for steroid McGregor, and they're just like, hey, we're going to yeah. book you up at 85. Uh, very excited for the fight, but also feel really weird about the fight. Correct. I just feel like it's... Uh, it's not too late, but it is like a year delayed and it's in a really weird place. Like both guys have been out for a period of time now, yep. both with a pretty extended extended layoff, which for Chandler especially doesn't feel right. But Conor McGregor yeah. coming back from injury, returning at 185 pounds, allegedly who fucking knows, right? <laughs> I'm imagining that International Fight Week pay-per-view will probably be UFC 302, maybe 303. Yeah, something like that. It may be one of those situations where they do two pay-per-views in June. It's like one first week, and then on June 29th is like the actual International Fight Week pay-per-view. So yeah. Been, they've done that for July the last couple of years, so they'll probably just end up doing it for June. Also, folks, uh, this will be the first time ever that International Fight Week is held in the month of June. So wrap your brains around that. McGregor is here. Huge developments. Uh, real quick before we move on, I just want to talk about uh, UFC 300. Uh, there are, like, almost no fights announced for this card. There are, like, a couple of good ones. Like, we've got uh, Yuri and Alexander Rakic, uh, the Aljamain Sterling going up to 145 to fight Calvin Cater, this Olver and Sarukian. Like, those are all great fights, but, like, this card is not really coming together at all and it's starting to concern me a little bit because 299 is fucking stacked and they just keep throwing fights onto that card and it doesn't need them so i'm just like really starting to worry that 300 is going to be a little bit lackluster i fully agree uh it's definitely an interesting thing that like we haven't had a lot of the card announced yet yeah. Very excited about Cater versus Sterling. I was super say. interesting fight. That fight is off the fucking rails. Yes. Uh wow. It, you you make a very great point. 299, the deck is stacked, but what will we see at UFC 300? I think that's something that 
MMA fans around the globe are trying to understand right now is what is this card going to be? You know, there's been things floated out there that just don't even sound normal. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where people are starting to speculate like, oh, George St. Pierre is coming out of retirement to fight like Nick Diaz or something. And that's the point where we're at. And it's like everyone's just knocking on wood and hoping that we get a good card. Yeah, exactly. You know, Uh, and we're going to end up with Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad in the main event. I was just going to mention, I I think that like we will see Leon versus Bilal on that card. And like, God forbid, I kind of don't want it to be the main event. That's an awful main event for UFC 300. Yeah, and, and at this point, it just I, there's been rumblings like that that Alex Pereira is is seeking a third championship, moving on up to heavyweight and taking so on interim this. champion Tom Aspinall. I'm so down for this. This fight. is gold. I I think uh, I'm very much down for that fight if that's something that the brass wants to put together. It doesn't uh, make any sense, but I want to watch it. I've never so I've bad. never like heard of a fight make less sense. But it's gonna be a slobber knocker it would be, if they decide to it make would it. Be so much fun if they dude. decide to make it. I would love uh, that fight. Would, would, would title or titles be on the line if they made that fight? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be Aspinall's interim championship. Boo! I know. Just bring out the BMF. They do it for everything else. You can, you can have a heavyweight BMF title. Why not? Why not? Because we're, they, we're they, just going to start making a BMF for every division. The UFC will slap a random silver silver belt on anybody for the right. They are. They probably are going to start doing that, aren't they? I, I they feel like they need more belts. They're so nose deep in it. They need more belts, dude. That's going to be. But so UFC 300 slated for April in Vegas. It's going to be absolutely insane. I Hell think yeah. we all thought that McGregor versus Chandler would headline 300. Seemed like the likely scenario. Yeah. In terms of like the biggest draw in the sport. Yeah. But yeah, we don't know what we're going to get, everybody. We're waiting. We're sitting around twiddling our thumbs and we're waiting to see what they put together for UFC 300. Hopefully a couple title fights. Hopefully some great fights to talk about, man. Yeah, definitely. All right. What's up next? We got some. We got Francis and Ganu. Yeah, we got we got a boxing announcement here. Francis and Ganu, not another MMA fight. He is back to the boxing realm. After an absolutely unbelievable showing against the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, Francis returns and will fight Anthony Joshua in Saudi Arabia in March. Yeah, dude. Uh, This fight is awesome. Uh, We don't watch a ton of boxing. This is more primarily an MMA show, but I I appreciate some boxing, and I'm just so happy for Francis, man. He, He did what no other fighter would do, and he stood up to the UFC and bet on himself, essentially. He went out and he got that Tyson Fury fight. He almost beat Tyson Fury, which is insane. He knocked him down, which, I mean, Wilder did a couple of times, but still, like, that. I don't, nobody was expecting that. That was awesome. And now he's turning that around into an Anthony Joshua fight, which is probably going to be even bigger now because of that Tyson Fury fight. So I just could not be happier for Francis. And I am so excited to watch this fight. Not only is it a big matchup, it's a compelling matchup. It really I, it is. really stands it really out is. on the grid of boxing fights where you're like, I'm tuning in. I'm going to fucking potentially pay to see this. Yeah, literally, which is saying something. And, and Francis Ngannou, I will watch him whatever he does mm-hmm. in combat sports. Absolutely. There, There is a prime example 
of a fucking champion, mm-hmm. and you can you can put that on. So there was another boxing fight announcement. This one we care way less about. The the Nate Diaz Jorge Masvidal oh, dude, rematch. Why are you even bringing this up? Oh, why bring it up? I put this out of my mind like two minutes after I saw the announcement. Yeah, bro. we can drop it. We can drop it. No, I mean we're <laughs> no, here. We we're here. Let's talk about it. It's fucking stupid as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, rematches I definitely don't care about in 2024 is a retired Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> taking on a disgruntled Nathan Diaz. Is he with the UFC? Is he not with the UFC? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what flies here anymore. That's I don't so even dumb. know what promotion is booking this fight. Yeah, it's a boxing match and it's probably going to be Nate's it's probably going to be Nate's um like his promotion, whatever is like real fight or whatever. Yeah, and then, real. And then <laughs> the bros <laughs> our, our producers are fist fighting right now. This this is really fun. <laughs> um, no, but like, I, I think Jorge has his own promotion too. So like, they'll probably just co-promote. They're both eighty years old, and they both yeah, have their own promotion. Sucks. This fight sucks. Yeah, definitely a weird one. You Dude, know, e- even if they were rematching in MMA, it would be dumb. Like, I would have no interest in it. Like well, you just said, Jorge is retired. I think part of the reason I brought it up is because there was a, a an instant where I kind of felt like this fight was going to get made for UFC 300. So like I I thought, because Jorge had been hinting about something about coming out of retirement. Yeah, that's true. I just almost felt like I almost, I almost felt like that they were going to try to put that, that together for 300. And I don't think it would have been a BMF rematch. No, but it just seemed like maybe that was a card they were going to pull. See, if Nate was going to fight anybody at 300, I would have expected it to be Poirier. Because they've been trying to make that fight happen for a while. For fucking years. Literally for so long. And Dustin, okay, another thing that I meant to mention, Dustin Poirier has been talking about fighting on UFC 300. Not quite as long as Jim Miller, but, like, those are the two guys that have been talking about fighting on UFC 300. And they booked Dustin Poirier on UFC 299. Why did they do that? Miami bag. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's really something. Who knows? Maybe maybe he'll fight at 300, too. You know what fight yeah, I totally. want to see at 300? I want Nate Diaz versus Nick Diaz for all the marbles. Oh, God, no. Diaz marbles. Please, no. That sounds (laughs) terrible. Come on. Uh, All right, all right, all right. (laughs) All right, what else do we got on the slate here? Uh, Quick one before before we preview this upcoming card. Uh, What is PFL doing this year? The Professional Fighters League. And I will attach a question mark to the end of that. <laughs> the Professional Fighters League? The the PFL. What is it? Uh, Lord d- only knows. Yeah, we don't really know. Um, they acquired Bellator, which is actually pretty good for them because Bellator has a really good roster. Um, but they seem intent on, like, spreading out these fighters to, like, five different, like, brands or whatever you want to call them. They've got, like... PFL Europe, PFL Challenger Series. They've got the regular PFL. Now they're going to have Bellator. Like, I don't understand why they don't just put all their fighters in, together into one roster, do away with the season format because it doesn't work. It's terrible. And just, like, do normal fight stuff. I kind of die on the hill that PFL has the most inaccessible way, way of, like, watching combat sports like 
I agree. You've got the smart cage. They they're just they're trying, <laughs> and it's not like it's not a knock on the talent on of the roster or or the promotion. Itself, they've got really good fighters. It's how it's how they've laid things out. As like uh, as a as a primary UFC fan, it's hard to like be like oh, I'm gonna pay for this PFL event. Or I'm gonna even watch any of this PFL event, dude. The way they present themselves is just awful. It's like we we've talked about like the pacing on some of these UFC cards, how they're like not great, dude. The pacing on the PFL cards is horrendous. It's self destructive. It's how, so bad. How dude. do you keep your promotion together when there's only one fight every hour? Yeah, it's really tough. You know, um, the the pacing is is certainly a, a significant challenge, and yeah. no promotion's perfect. We sit, we watch the UFC every single Saturday, and we laugh at ourselves and we for watching it. Yeah, literally. But, but that's what we're here for. We're here to here to get those ideas out. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, the, the the PFL is a, a talented promotion. It's filled with talent. Yeah, they've got across really the board. Yeah, but yeah. what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> a lot of potential. It's just I I don't know what what they're doing. We we just want to know how to access that potential. And uh, can I just say I I want to be able to watch Cedric Dumbay fight, man. They're literally their their Europe series is just not available in America. It's like, why are we doing that? <laughs> they put Cedric Dumbay behind a paywall. It's not even that it's behind it, it's, a paywall. It's, a hit- it's literally inaccessible in our entire country. Like, we couldn't watch it. Nope. <laughs> it was insane. And like, if you if you it. tried to find it, your bank would probably be like, Hey, what's going on here? Yeah. Like when I tried to buy that glory pay per view. They're <laughs> yeah. like, What are you trying to buy in the Netherlands? Yeah, they're like, You should contact us. Yeah. You're like, Don't worry, I'm not up to no good, man. Yeah. It's just martial arts. Yeah. Just martial arts. But anyway, that's it on PFL. Yeah, we don't we don't have to talk about them for long. No, we definitely don't. Uh so we got a fight night coming up this week, first one of the year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. June 13th, 2024. First UFC fight night of the year. Big June 13th. Are you sure about that? Did I say June? Yes, you did. Holy January jumping. I wish it was fucking June because then we wouldn't have any snow on the ground. But hey, that that's another topic. Yo, keep that in. I'll remember that I'm stupid. <laughs> Seriously, keep that in. I love that. <laughs> January 13th, 2024. The first UFC card of the calendar year we've got a rematch we've got johnny walker versus magomed ankolaev yes sir at light heavyweight and uh well the first one ended unceremoniously so weird weirdly dude. so weird so that it was that illegally i don't remember what card it was it was a pay-per-view i don't know yeah ufc but, uh 294 yeah you would remember in abu dhabi baby yeah yeah there we go uh yeah we had the the illegal knee uh magomed alkaliev knee johnny walker in the head when he was grounded uh <laughs> um johnny walker was like clearly dazed uh but seemed to be okay he like knew where he was the doctor the doctor came in to the cage to ask him you know like you know do you know where you are are you okay to continue he's saying yes to all this stuff giving all the positive answers uh, the doctor asked Johnny Walker if he knew where he was, and then he said something along the lines of, like, I'm in the desert, and then the doctor just called it off. He was like, nope, can't continue. Johnny was very upset. Uh, all the fans were very upset because it was a dumb stoppage. So we got the rematch. Uh, they're fighting for five rounds now, which is awesome. Uh, and, yeah, this fight is 
I think this fight is really good. Another uh, year, another event at the Apex. Yeah, I mean. This fight should be in front of fans. Yeah, I mean, all the fights should be in front of the fans, but we don't. But, I, I could literally spend a whole episode talking about how much the Apex sucks. Controversial stoppage in their first fight. They meet again this Saturday Correct. with stakes on the line. I feel like it's a rematch where you're going to see a lot of aggression. It's going to be it's going to be a blood boiling type of fight. Yeah. These two guys want to get after it. They have unfinished business and it really feels like either guy could come away with a with a win here and I I don't know. I just this is a dangerous fight for the light heavyweight division. I'm glad to see it get rebooked and so we can get a definitive ending to what's going on with these two guys. Yeah, same. V- very good fight at light heavyweight. Uh like you said, very close fight. I I feel like either guy can win. These odds are confusing to me, though. I'm on the UFC website right now. Uh, Magomed Ankalaev is a minus 455 favorite. He's John- a grappler. Johnny Walker at plus 350, which, yeah, I, I do get that. Those Russian dudes, they're insane. Um, but, like, I know we didn't get a ton from that first fight, but Johnny Walker looked to be very competitive in that fight, if not, like, winning. Um, so I don't know if he can do that for five rounds, but, like... I don't know, man. Those odds seem very wide to me. I think Johnny Walker is very live in this fight. Um, I think he can easily win this fight. So I'm I'm very excited to see what happens. Is this this might be a, a Johnny Walker fan club type of podcast? I, I I'm gonna stand by it from the jump, and I think Johnny Walker is gonna get it done here. This is a, a big fight. I but I think he's gonna stand in front of Magomed Angolaev, and I think he's gonna knock him out. I think it will. Though they will go toe to toe for however long the rematch lasts. Will we see five rounds? Not fucking sure about that <laughs> one. I think Johnny Walker third round knockout gets Very it done. Interesting. Gets Very it interesting. done. I'm also gonna go with Johnny Walker. Um, I'm probably gonna go by decision. Um, we're gonna do like a a pick segment. By the way, you know, I'll probably do a pick for all main events and then all title fights and stuff like that. We're going to keep track over the course of the year, see who who's better with their picks. Uh, so Zach is going with Johnny Walker. I am also going with Johnny Walker. Uh, should be a really interesting fight. Um, what other fights on this card interest you, Zach? That's a great question. We got to take a look at the card here. Uh, very excited for Jim Miller because always that's that's just the Jim Miller thing. Uh, Jim Miller is one of my favorite fighters on the entire roster. He yeah. lines up against Gabriel Benitez this weekend at lightweight. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I hope he gets a quick finish in that fight so he can turn around and fight on UFC 300. Because if we don't get Poirier or Jim Miller on 300, I'll be very upset. Yeah, I mean, Jim Miller for years, like you said, he he's been chomping at the bit to fight on UFC 300. He's been I- the guy. The guy talking about UFC 300. And, and because he had previously fought on UFC 100 and, and 200. UFC 200, yeah. you have to give Jim Miller his respect. He's an OG of the sport. Dude, they have to. Uh, I am super excited for this co-main event uh, at Flyweight, Manel Kopp versus Mateus Nicolau. Yeah, that let's f- let's talk about the co-main for a minute. That fight is going to rule. First of all, I mean, Flyweight has just been getting so much better over the last couple of years, but this fight is just going to be all action this fight to me also screams a little bit bad blood i feel like manel's one of those guys who like he literally beefs with everybody that he has a fight with yeah he like he just loves it 
Oh man, that's that's a fun co-main. That's one of those ones you kind of wish was five rounds. Like certain Honestly. certain fights just should be five rounds. I mean, you look at some of the main events that we've had in these Apex fight cards, and you're like, oh, this fight is only three rounds. Like this should this could easily headline an Apex card. Nikolaou stands at a plus two oh five favorite or underdog rather rather. Uh, oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know if you're placing money on either of these. It's an interesting. It's an interesting fight right there. Um, that's a very interesting one. Another fight that I'm looking at on this card that I want to touch on is Phil Hawes versus Bruno Fajeda middleweight. That fight's gonna bang. Dude. I, th- I, th- I have a. I have a feeling someone's getting absolutely starched. Dare oh, I say? Absolutely. We're, I... we're gonna see an early vicious knockout of the year contender, and it's gonna happen right in front of us. January 13th. I think so, too. I don't think this fight's getting out of the first round. I think this fight's going to be so much fun. That's one of those fights that ends in, like, 41 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, holy jumping. Another one on that main card, which we've... This is pretty much the last fight on the main card that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Ricky Simone versus Mario Bautista. A fight at bantamweight, which I think is very underrated. Uh, Ricky Simone at number 13. uh, Mario, uh, Mario Bautista, unranked. But I think this is just a great fight. Super competitive. Couple of hard nosed bantamweights. Those yeah. two will fight to get it done. Like they're, the way they're going to engage each other is gonna be it's gonna be intense, man. Uh both are, have a lot of different skills, uh, especially on the ground. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bautista has a few submissions worth noting. I know what Simone's capable of. Like, this is a a big fight, and I feel like it only got booked pretty recently. I don't know if I don't remember when this fight got booked, to be honest. I don't remember uh, like seeing it get announced. But yeah, either way, what I, what I feel very, about that fight, fight, it's a very good see where you're at type of fight in that division. Correct. Very good matchmaking. Very mm-hmm. sturdy matchmaking there. A <laughs> couple of strong 35ers. Yeah. And there there's some interesting fights here on the prelims. Not, you know, not very many household names. You know, we got. We got Sam on the Jedi, though. Matthew Semmelsberger, one of our favorite fighters. Another quick knockout incoming. Probably against Preston Parsons. I don't even know who that guy is, but Semi's going to knock him out. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up, which is going to be our uh, our weird fighter record of the week. Uh, we've got, in our prelim main event, we've got Andre Arlovsky taking on Waldo Cortez Acosta at heavyweight. Uh, Andre Arlovsky, former UFC heavyweight champion, legend of the game, been around forever. Uh, his record is 34 and 22, which isn't crazy. Cause you know, if you fight that many times, you're going to have a lot of losses. The weird thing about this is <laughs> 22 losses, right? There are 15 fighters on this card that have less total professional fights than Andre Arlovsky has losses. So I just thought that that was a fun little factoid for us tonight. <laughs> that is pain. Yeah. Uh, Man, respect to Andre, of course. I'm very excited for this segment, folks. Our our, <laughs> our weird MMA record of the week, folks. Yeah, this one's gonna be. Fun. We're gonna we're gonna try to pick someone from each and every card that's got the strangest or most uncompelling record. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna get it's gonna get wild. Hopefully, we don't have to repeat the same fighter over and over several <laughs> know, times right? throughout the year. Every time Andre Arlovsky fights, we're just like, <laughs> sorry, pal. And and as the show goes on. We'll get better with these preview shows and post shows. Absolutely. We've got lots of fights to talk to you people about. Just got to get the ball rolling. I'm excited for our first episode where we come on 
breaking down a fight card that we just watched, I feel like a, a post fight show is going to be kind of fun. The post fight shows are going to be a lot better. I think we'll we'll be able to like articulate what we want to say a lot more. And you know, yeah, I'm. Everybody has to start somewhere. So I think once we have a fight card to go off of, where we're like, we're like, oh, this is in front of us. You know. Yeah, I just think you know getting together and reacting to the fights is just going to be a lot of fun for both us and for you guys listening. So, you know, we're looking forward to that a lot. Uh, and I think this episode was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel dull at times, but that's cause boots are on the ground. We're starting fresh. Like, yes, sir. First ever, first ever pod. I feel like we're off to a great start. Oh, hell yeah. I'm dude. excited to get goofy with some of these fights. Absolutely. Great start. Great start. Happy to be on the F and bros network. Shout out to them. And uh, I think that's it for me. I ain't got nothing else to say. Yeah, happy fights, people. They're back. Happy They're fights. finally back. Happy fights after we'll, like a month off. We'll talk to we'll talk to whomever next week. That's right. With a with a post fight show. Enjoy the fights, everybody. Peace. <laughs>